How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. You are Locked On Knicks, your daily podcast on the New York Knicks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to Locked On Knicks. Filling in for Jared Dubin, I'm your host, James Marcita, and this is episode 153. Mm. So it's day two on the most important story of all time, and that's that the Knicks have hired their new GM, Scott Perry. And today, we got a couple more details about his contract and about the terms the Knicks have come to with Sacramento in order to release his talents from their cruel clutches. Because I'm not saying that he's a bad pick or anything, but of course the Knicks couldn't just hire someone who they had to give money to. You know, like a salary and benefits. Had to be someone where there's some other BS going on. By the way, I apologize for Matt Miranda's filthy potty mouth. I don't approve of words like that for him, for me, for anyone. So for those of you who listened to the show yesterday, my deepest apologies. He said the S word a couple times. It was disgusting, honestly. I took a shower afterwards. I brushed my teeth. I gargled with salt water, with warm salt water. It was bad. But anyway, back to Scott Perry. So we found out. Some things about uh, what the Knicks are going to do in order to get him, right? <laughs> to put it most eloquently. All right. So in terms of his contract, we know it's five years. We don't know the money amount yet. So five years is fine with me. That seems pretty standard for a front office type job. And honestly, money, it's not against the salary cap. And it's James Dolan. So give him $100 million a year for all I care. I'm not one of these people who cares that much about, like, oh, the media, we're a laughing stock. Eh, you know, have some confidence in yourself. So the Knicks are a laughing stock in the media. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to get on the fake news train, but a lot of the media, you know, the media, it's like pro wrestling. It's for entertainment. Don't take it so seriously. Life is basically like a half step above pro wrestling and how serious you should take it. That's my bad advice of the day. What was I talking about? So he got five years. Uh, Who cares how much they pay him? All right, fine. Now, in order to pry him from Sacramento's remorseless clutches, we had to give him cash considerations. Again, that could be $700 million. Who cares? Um, But they also had to give him a second round pick. By him, I mean the Kings. But I, I'm just picturing Vladi Divac. For like, when I think of the Kings, it's just him. Like sitting on either like a jeweled, bejeweled throne. Or like a crate. <laughs> but both ways, he's wearing like a just an undershirt with like sweat stains. I don't know. 
Do you picture Vladi Divac being elegant? Let's move on. So the second round pick they're giving Sacramento. Here's the here's the way it breaks down. The Knicks are slated to get the worst two of Orlando's, Cleveland's, and Houston's second rounders in 2019. Because uh, of previous wheeling and dealing. And so now the Kings will get the better of those two. So, you know, Orlando's is obviously going to be the highest pick, so the Knicks aren't going to get that. They'll get Cleveland's and Houston's. This is 2019. Um, those will both probably be, like, lowish picks, so they give one of them to Sacramento. Not, like, the biggest deal in the world, but this guy wasn't even a GM. And we got to give up a second-round pick for him? The thing about a lot of Knicks moves is that you look at them individually and maybe there's a slight overpay here, maybe there's a bigger overpay there, maybe there's like an option you don't think a player should get. No one of those moves uh, necessarily cripples them. I'm not going to say they don't do moves that cripple them all the time, but they've got a lot of ones that are like, eh, okay. And when you take those in aggregate, it's just like, it's this kind of, uh, it's this slow drip of just like flicks to your to your forehead, to other parts of your body, whatever, of the Knicks never like being slightly savvy. It just drains on you a little bit. I talked about this the other day. I don't mind seeing you know players get a little bit more than they should, but show some restraint once in a while, Knicks. You know what I mean? There was, in the article about Scott Perry on ESPN, there was this paragraph that I found interesting that described what the power dynamic will be between Perry and Mills. Here's the quote. Mills will still retain ultimate authority in the front office, but Perry will be given freedom to operate as he chooses, league sources said. He will be the day-to-day voice running the basketball side. New York was seeking a GM who won't push for an overhaul of the front office staff, league sources said, as well as an executive who can coexist with Mills. So we already knew he wouldn't be able to fire people. Sounds like he'll be able to hire people, maybe. Just get a bigger team. We all know bigger is better. Like, I work for a company that's got a really large bureaucracy, and I love it. It's the best. But here's here's the weirdest. I don't understand the sentence. Perry will be given freedom to operate as he chooses. He will be the day to day voice running the basketball side. Mills will still retain ultimate authority. What does operate as he chooses mean? Like Mills isn't going to make sure he only gets a 45-minute lunch break? If you don't have the ultimate authority, I don't really know like what you're choosing. I'm just picturing Mills as like Joaquin Phoenix and Gladiator, given his like thumbs up or thumbs down. He just like you got to you got to shake him, wake him up. He's like sleeping in a hammock all day. Perry's like, can we make this trade? And Mills just groggily like wipes his eye. And he's like, eh, and the thumb's going back and forth. And then he's like, negative. 
He's got a British accent now. That wasn't a British accent that I just did, but I'm telling you in this scenario. So who knows what that means, but, you know, confusing. Par for the course for Nick's stuff. One more note about Scott Perry. He His voice might be uh, in a bunch of places, but I found it on this podcast he did with Woj. And I I love his voice. It's very sweet. It's very soothing. And it surprisingly, I wasn't expecting this, sounds like uh, Dr. John. Some of you kids might not know who this is. You might know the song. Uh, how's it go? How's it go? Right place. It might have been the right place, but it must have been the wrong time. And like he doesn't sound quite that growly, but it's more like when Dr. John talks. He's in an episode, just Google Dr. John and you'll find some YouTube of it. It's just like, I'm Dr. John, and I want to tell you. So if it was like Scott Perry, he'd be like, Hey, Steve Mills. <laughs> That's the worst Dr. John ever. Steve Mills. I want to talk about Carmelo Anthony. Let's pump the brakes on trading Carmelo until I get a chance to take a little look-see, skilly boot. And uh, our roster and its construction and his market throughout the league. It's a little foghorn leghorny. He's got a... It's more soothing than what I'm doing, but I suggest you, you search out his voice. You know how there was this stuff with Jared Kushner for a while? What does his voice sound like? And it was like a little twerp. This is the opposite. It's like God opened his mouth and out crawled Scott Perry's voice. Let's give you an update on the mellow trade. Looks like it's uh, no longer on the two-yard line. I just mentioned it, but the reports are saying that the Knicks are like, let's chill on this for a second. The first thing that came out was that they uh, were going to ask him his feelings about maybe staying with the Knicks, which, unless everything's been misreported, just seems absurd to me. Because, you know, they've been trying to push him out forever. Okay, that was Phil. But then as soon as Steve Mills uh, became Pobo, uh you know, it the same thing was reported that they were gonna try to trade him, and then we were on the two yard line, and then they hired Scott Perry, and I think it makes sense. I think it's good that they pulled back. Like I've been saying, I think the Knicks have the leverage here. It's, there's more pressure for Houston to put themselves over the top to compete with Golden State. So any uh, delay in the Knicks making a decision is good, but I don't think. I'd put the chance at less than a tenth of a percent that Carmelo Anthony wants to stay here now. He's already, like, he's in his mind. He's gone. He's convinced himself that he's out there. Some people say, we were kind of fighting each other on the Slack channel earlier today, the posting and toasting Slack channel. Uh, We were, like, winning changes everything, some people thought. I don't think the Knicks can win enough to change everything if they keep Carmelo. But I'm fine with him sticking around for a little bit, um, playing well to start the season, increasing his trade value, and then unloading him. I just think it's time to move on. I'm not going to... You could spend many podcasts breaking down reasons why or why not. Maybe we'll do a debate on that. Me, personally, I just would like to see the Knicks, you know, keep it moving. (laughs) Uh, That era, I think, has come to a close. I'd like to see them start a new one. And I think that's what's going to happen. Ultimately. So I think the more plausible scenario at play, rather than them trying to convince Melo to come back, 
is the other thing that's been reported is that they're asking him to widen his scope of teams. Even if they can get like one more in there, sneak another one in, you know, uh, then that gives them more leverage. Or they maybe can. There's like a small chance that they can scare one of these teams into you know upping their offer. Right now it's just Cleveland and Houston, and they have limited ability to give the Knicks quality assets. So why not? You got the new GM. Wait it out. Uh, I'm fine with it. So Mark Berman is doing this thing, and it might be other places. He keeps referring to the Knicks' core of four, that being Chris Stapps, Billy, Frank, and Timmy. Uh, And it seems to me like an obvious nod to the Yankees' core four, who were uh, Jeter, Pettit, Posada, and Rivera. So I'd like to take a moment to kind of figure out which Nick is which. Apologies if you hate baseball. I think it's okay. It's no basketball. Come on. Let's be honest. But I think it's okay. So let's start with Chris Depps. Who is he? Uh, he's the best of the four. He's the ringleader. So he's, I would say, definitely Jeter. You know, Rivera is maybe the best closer of all time. But a good closer is not the same thing as a good shortstop. They're not as important. So uh, Chris Depps, he gets, uh, he, he gets Jeter. Billy. Ooh, Billy, 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 Billy. He's like kind of squat. And pretty, yes. He's Posada. Billy's Posada, just for their bodies. They're thick, like tree trunks. You know what I mean? So then we've got Pettit and Rivera with Frank and Timmy. Uh, I think we need Frank to be Pettit. Maybe he doesn't have the best stuff. In the world, you know, maybe he's not as fast as Dennis Smith or Darren Fox. You know, maybe his passing is not quite as good as Lonzo Ball's. Maybe his shooting is not quite as good as Malik Monk's, right? But he puts it all together and just gives, he just does all the small things. He's got like a quasi-illegal balk move to first base where he picks people off. What would that be in basketball? Kind of like a pull the chair. Or like screens, dirty screens. Set some dirty screens. Uh, Good at steals, maybe. So yeah. Frank is Pettit, and that leaves Rivera being Timmy. Hopefully Timmy can uh, shoot some daggers in the fourth quarter. That's not a perfect one yet, but it might be. So to recap, the Knicks core of four, Chris Depp's Porzingis is Derek Jeter. Billy Hernan Gomez is Jorge Posada. Frank Nilakina is Andy Pettit. And Tim Hardaway Jr. is uh, Mariano Rivera. I think that's perfect. That works perfectly. Here's some news. Jared Jeffries, once a Nick, always a Nick, has been named president of video game company Echo Fox, which is owned by Rick Fox. I got this from the press release. Here's what this means. As Echo Fox president, Jeffries will be actively involved in roster selection and team management, player recruiting, hiring and managing team coaches and GMs, and overseeing player training, health, and wellness programs. He'll also take a role in Echo Fox brand building, including overseeing the streaming platform, social media efforts, and sponsor and advertiser relationships. So he's got sales... 
these are honestly like six different positions in one. So I feel like on one level, maybe he's just a figurehead because it's completely unrealistic that he could do all that stuff. But maybe, I don't know. Jared Jeffries is like the ultimate nerd. I love him. Uh, he he remains my like avatar on posting and toasting comments section. A photo of Jared Jeffries. He can do no wrong in my eyes. I'm sure he's going to do great. He, uh, these esports things are getting big. That's It makes me feel old because I know nothing about esports. I'm like, what are you kids doing over here with your, with your controllers in your hands? You should go get some sun. Meanwhile, there's like packed arenas, 18,000 people watching these esports teams. I should get in on it now. I should put some money. That's my stock tip of the day. Put your money in esports. If Jared Jeffries is doing it, uh, you'll be good. But yeah, Jared's been staying active. He recently served as director of player personnel for the Denver Nuggets. And according to this press release, he's going to take his sharp eye for discovering and nurturing athletic talent to Echo Fox. So uh, I'm going to give him credit for Jokic. Boom, just did it. You're welcome, Denver. Jared Jeffries hooked you up. Will he be a better... I wonder... I'm going to keep track of who does a better job of uh, running a team. Jeffries or Steve Mills and uh, Scott Perry. So we'll keep track of Echo Fox, see their winning percentage versus the Knicks, and we'll see how they do. Got an update for you about Chris Depps, Porzingis, and Courtney Lee. They're playing in the second ever NBA Africa game. And what this is is a bunch of NBA players go over there. They play a game over there being Johannesburg. It's going to be on August 5th. So they go and they play a game. It's like a goodwill tour. And they introduce, not introduce, but promote the sport in Africa. So that's cool. It's a little weird to me that it's called NBA Africa Game. I tried to find like the official name for it, and that seems to be what it's called. I guess simple is good. Chris Stapps and Courtney Lee will be playing on the world team. So it's the world versus Africa. I'd like to introduce everyone to my cat, Yosarian. I usually just call him Yos. He just busted into the podcast studio. You heard the door open and you heard him meowing. And he'll do that from time to time. It's nothing to be alarmed about. No reason to quit doing the podcast. It's just life. You know, things happen and you deal with them one at a time. So welcome, Yos. Where was I? Chris Stapps and Courtney Lee, they're going to play for Team World. And Team World's going to play Team Africa. So I like Courtney Lee obviously represents the U.S. Uh, so I like that the U.S. is part of the world. Usually in like the, it's U.S. versus the world in these all-star games. And, you know, with the way that we're alienating ourselves from everyone on planet Earth right now, uh, it's nice to see us back in the fold of the world. Courtney Lee is an interesting choice. For the United States, I think a couple of players must have declined in order to get down to Courtney Lee. No offense, he's probably way better at uh, basketball than I am at basically everything I do in my life. But, you know, in the NBA hierarchy, is not that high. But the world team is captained by Dirk Nowitzki and Kemba Walker. They'll be joined by Leandro Barbosa, Jalen Brown, Wilson Chandler, DeMarcus Cousins, Andre Drummond. I don't know why I'm getting, like... Maybe it's Dr. John. Courtney Lee, Kyle Lowry, C.J. McCollum, and Chris Stapps Porzingis. Right place. 
wrong time. Maybe it was the wrong time for a lot of players. They had prior commitments. Sort of a ragtag group. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, this game. A little all-star action. It's always nice in the offseason to see NBA players lace them up. I don't mind. Uh, I'm not worried about injury. These guys are training their butts off. They're training their heinies off. You see this Chris Tepp's workout videos? He releases like seven hours of workout videos a day. We need like a dicks pick style, someone picking the best of so I can get used to them. Or not get used to them, uh, figure out what I should watch. There's a lot of material out there, just like the Grateful Dead. People are going to start trading bootlegs of Chris Tepp's workout videos. Oh man, his, uh, his squats from 7-12-17 in the uh, Latvian town gym. In the Latvian JCC. <laughs> Those squats are some of his finest. I prefer his squats from uh, May 5th, 2019. I'm projecting to the future here. He's releasing a lot of footage. So yeah, they can get hurt whenever. Uh, play a game, don't play a game. It's fine with me. Alright, that's it for today. Keeping it short but sweet. Giving you guys the latest. I hope you had a good time. I know I did. We'll be back on Monday with another episode of Locked on Knicks. You guys have a good weekend. Get out there, get some sunshine. Don't spend all day in the video games. I've played video games for like two hours today. All right, I'm not saying you can't do it, but get some exercise. All right, thanks for listening. See you guys later. at JCPenney. Time to refresh your closet. This Thursday through Monday, get Levi's lowest prices of the season on 514 straight fit jeans for guys, $36.99. And select Arizona booties for her for $35.99. Plus, save an additional 50% off clearance prizes already reduced by 60 to 80%. And get an extra $10 off with your coupon. Hurry in now. JCPenney. Come valid 10, 5 to 10, 9. Levi's and other brands excluded from coupon. Clearance elections vary by store while supplies last. Savings off regular and original prices. Intermediate markdowns may have been taken. See store or jcp.com for details. Season refers to 927 to 1018.